you know, be proud of yourself. Like, don't listen to all the bullshit of society that is programming you to think you've got to be humble. You've got to, you know, dumb yourself down. You've got to like, you know, you've got to just hear the criticism all the time instead of the good shit. Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from. Where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, Kilo G. What's up, friends? And today, Maddie B. What up? See, you see how that rolled what together up? real oh, quick? Yeah. So yeah. I didn't want, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, welcome yeah. for the second time. Yeah. You yeah. know, Maddie B over here ready to drop some nuggies. And and, and here's you the know? real thing for everybody who's <laughs> listening is, is the real business owners, if you're listening, you already know they're legit, right? Um, Too we, legit we, to we got to share this. This has got to go. This has got to go. So yeah, Maddie called us and he's like, "Bro, I got a message to share." And that's just the kind of guy he is. And when he says that, it's like, "Let's do it. Let's yeah. share it." Because there's really only a very small amount of people, a handful that like we've had back for a second episode. But when Maddie's like, "I got a message to share," you've already shared amazing messages. So I'm like, "We got to hear it." I like, don't even know if it's been a handful. Maybe it's been one or two. Yeah, I know it's two. Like maybe least, two. Right? Wow. Um, so. I'm honored. Yeah, you're still in the handful. Wow. We're not overflowing yet. Wow. <laughs> right? So. Well, in, in turn, you guys changed my life, honestly. Not, not only on a business standpoint, with the uh, with the engagement, speaking engage, engagements I've had just from the last podcast, but both of yours vulnerability. And, and Trev comes at, uh, he's a very high energy, very high octane Guy. I'll, I'll bring it down a notch. <laughs> he, he, he's coming off the cuff and he's going to say what's on his mind. Oh, God. Kale seems to put it through a little bit of a strainer, like a yeah. little bit. He's more methodical, mm-hmm. you know. He's he. That's why whenever he says something, there's substance yeah. to it. And then, like whenever I say something, you have to actually put it through the strainer of your own mind and be like, okay, where's the good shit? Digging for gold in all the blubber. You know, that is so funny. It's kind of true, though. On on vulnerability, like the Kales. Well, you and I connected because we both come from a a very similar background. Past crackheads. Yeah. Yep. Crackheads. Straight up crackheads. Oh, oh, did you say call it off the? Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here we go. Own it, man. Hey, I want to honor the label that you that you you put on me, bro. So I'll call it how I see. I like it. I like it. And then Kale, he put up. You put the post on Facebook about, hey, I'm done drinking. It's not that I have a drinking problem, but I'm. It it doesn't serve my body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I did the same thing after reading that post. I, I made a contract with myself. No more drink. Would, there would be no more drinking. Yeah. And, and that included marijuana and any other substance that didn't serve this vessel. Yeah. Did you I, like I, smoking I, weed? I mean, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved yeah. smoking me some weed. And yeah. go ahead. Kill. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, I still have my vices, but I have enough like data now to, to know the like, I'm ready to make a committed decision on that, right? Mm-hmm. So just like we were talking about before we started the episode, it's like you got to get to a point sometimes to really change something. I'm like, I don't want to tolerate this anymore, and I, I'm choosing not to. And so making a big committed decision, like I'm done for good, it's it made it so much easier, dude. I just barely threw out. I just said that um, uh, first of the year. Like I didn't drink in Mexico. I always drink in Mexico. Right. That's one of the things I look forward to. I didn't drink on my last hunting trip in Mexico. Right. You know, so I did a Mexico trip for my birthday. I did a Mexico trip for hunting trip. Those are all things I always drink on. Bro, it wasn't even hard. It wasn't even a challenge for me because of the committed decision that you made. But I forgot to wipe out all the alcohol in my home. I just finally did that yesterday. I still had beers in the fridge. I still had alcohol up yeah. in the cupboard, you know, like the whiskey stuff you don't drink very often. Right. You know, still had some vodka in the in the pool fridge, you know. So I finally went through and cleared all that out. I forgot about it. I forgot yeah. it was all in there because of a committed decision. Mm. It was just like, oh, I I just don't drink anymore. It's just now become part of my identity. Like, oh, I'm done with that. So so for me, interestingly enough, <clears throat> with with your committed decision, I'd I'd like Trevor said a little earlier, it, I'd said, hey, I want to quit, I want to quit, I want to quit, I want to quit. And I and I did. I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't strong enough Yeah, on my own. I was too deep into drugs yeah. to quit on my own. So I, and as soon as I started coming off, I was like, hell no. 
I was like, give, give, I want them back. Give me them mm-hmm. back. But I'd surrounded myself with people that knew my belief, my, my dreams, my goals. And that when I was literally on the shower floor in my own vomit, yeah, they, they loved me enough to watch me suffer. And I, I think that's a, uh, a lost trait in this world that we don't want to watch anybody suffer. Yeah. But especially as a parent, yeah. um, but your kids grow so much through pain and suffering. Yeah. At least I do. Yeah. I think everybody does. What caused it? What could I do to correct it? Mm. Like these are all, you know, when, when I was going through withdrawals and I quit using drugs, whatever, 13, 14, 15 years ago, I stopped counting because I don't really, that's just old. I don't really celebrate. Oh, I, I'm clean X amount of years. Like that's cool if some people do that and they want to celebrate that. That's just really not my thing. Um, but when, when I was in the muck, yeah. like going through my hell, I think we all create our own hell and, uh, you know, we just turned a blind eye to it. Eventually you have to turn around and walk through the hell that, mm-hmm. that you created. Right. Um, and on the other side of that hell is a new version of yourself. You're going to be forged by the fire. Right. Um, but when I was going through my hell and finally faced the demons or faced the problems that I created for myself, because 99% of the problems that we deal with are problems that we just create for ourselves. We just prefer to blame it on other people because it's easier that way. And then the moment of change happens where you take accountability and, and you face it, right? Um, the moment that I faced it and I was in, in, in my hell, I made a decision right then and there that I will never put myself through this type of pain or misery ever again. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was a promise that I made to myself. I don't, I didn't have to do, and I'm not talking shit. I I'm for whatever makes, uh, you function for mm-hmm. another day without substances or whatever, but I'm not the one day at a time, like type of guy. Like I made a true all out commitment in that painful moment that said, I will never do this again because I never want to feel this type of hurt oh. again. Right. And so from that moment, when I came down off of the mountain, right, like I had to change my environment. I had to put myself like in a, when I'm in a logical state, because when you're hurting, you're not logical. <laughs> nope. You mm-hmm. want it. You want the thing. Yep, the right. Thing. You'll do anything to make that anything type of pain for the go thing. away. So you have to create an environment to where you're like, OK, logically, I do want to quit and I want to walk away from all this shit. Where can I go that leaves me no outs? And it was top of a mountain, you know, no cell service. If I decided to walk away, I would have died out in the mountains, Mm -hmm. right? It just got too cold or bear attack or whatever, right? right? So (laughs) created an environment when you're logical to go into that environment and say, I'm done. Like, cause my parents ain't, they're not going to take me down off the mountain for nothing because they already (laughs) know why we're going to the mountain. Right. 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 And so that was the situation. And I handled my business on the mountain coming down from the mountain. The commitment was already made. Right. Like it's, it's like when, when, if like Kobe Bryant said, he signed a contract with himself one summer and it was a commitment. I signed the contract. I'm going to honor the work. Do you think he signed the contract? every single day that summer and recommitted to the same contract every day? Or did he just sign a contract with himself and say, this is what it's going to look like. And this is what's going to happen. I signed a contract with myself one time and saying, I'm not going to go through this again. And that is powerful enough for me to say, you know, it's just not going to happen anymore. Now, some people sign a daily contract, you know, NA or AA, like, Right. You know, just one more day, just not today. And I'm cool with that if that gets you through your thing mm-hmm. because everybody's running their own race. I'm not like I used to say, well, you have to do this or this. And because I thought I had it all figured out, like everyone should do it my way because it's working for me. Right. Like I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, dude, everybody's running their own fucking race. Yeah. And like whatever you need to do to win your race, your goal of success or your goal of physique or your goal of you know, uh, a good relationship, like whatever that looks like for them, like, cool, do you, right. but you know, figure yourself out well enough that what works for you. And if it's the one day at a time, or if it's a one-time contract, yeah, cool. Like yeah. just know yourself well enough that you keep it real with yourself and you do the things that you know yeah. you need to do to you, get you, the result that you want. You know, if you're keeping the door open or not. Right. Yes, and so when exactly. you make the ultimate contract, yeah, yeah. maybe the ultimate contract is that you're going to make a daily contract. 
You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and so, I mean, but when yeah, you make whatever. that ultimate yeah. commitment and that ultimate decision yeah. that you're going to do something and it, you're, you're changing who you are and you make, you just make that ultimate decision. It does get easier. Yeah, it does. You know, like when you make the ultimate commitment that like, I'm going to make a commitment every single day to not drink or I'm not going to do right. drugs or I'm right. gonna do heroin or whatever it is like, and it's just that ultimate commitment. It's just easier to wake up and do it every single day. But when you leave that door open just a little bit, man, it's just like, oh, well, you know, like I've earned this, you know, like I've done good for four days. I, you know, I can screw up yeah. today just a little bit, you know, that's where all that bullshit goes on. But when you make the ultimate commitment, you're kind of getting rid of that noise. So, uh, so here's the thought that I had. So, that so many kids nowadays are feel entitled. They see other, maybe other kids their age rolling around in Lambos and the bling and all that. And I tell my kids, they're poor living rich. Okay? Yeah. So why don't you go through life and, and live poor and be wealthy? And my son is like, no, I want this and I want that. And I, th their lives are not that good, I promise you. Yeah. And if you walk into somebody's house and you ask it, so I come and come into you guys' house and I need to use the bathroom. And you're going to give me the, the bathroom that the public uses, right? So yeah. if I turn and go towards your master bedroom, yeah. that's... That's not right. Are you going you gonna, you gonna to stop me before I go to your master bedroom toilet? Or are you going to let me keep on rolling through? I'd let you roll through. <laughs> I, I mean, would too. <laughs> my fucking, the neighborhood kids but just hang out in our if master. it was someone I didn't know, I'd be like, yo, dude, no, you can go use this bathroom, right? Like, because we have get-togethers at our house at times. Some people show right? up. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't let them go back in my master suite. He'd be like, no, dude, you can go right here off the pool one, you know? So I was telling my son, so, so what's in the master bedroom or bathroom Yeah, is none of your damn business. Yeah, They're showing you the main bathroom. They got, it's, it's clean. It's got everything. It's everything's in order. But so, and I'm a little scattered. This is where I want you, want you guys to go. So everybody on this planet wakes up in the morning. First thing you do is go and take a piss, right? Yeah. So we want to start each day with a, even a small success. And I used to have my kids make their bed. Well, now it's clean your damn bathroom. Because yeah. if you walk into a bathroom and A, it smells good. Be at your toothbrush, your deodorant, your cologne, your everything is where it's supposed to be. And, you know, those of us have wives, that's a little more challenging, I guess. But uh, that's a win. So now you go into the toilet room. And if your toilet room's a shit show, you know, or literally a shit show, I asked my son, are you going to go into Trevor's or are you going to go into Kale's bathroom and, and clean their shit show? Well, hell no, I'm not. Because that's none of your damn business. Yeah. So... That's where I was going with the, the pissing and waking up in the morning. So the in, entitlement, how do we, with these kids that don't want to grind, but they want the rewards, where, what advice do I give them uh, that, that, that could be on their level? And I know you guys are like the there. business, 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 business. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you stay with the niche of, of business. But at the same time, dude, nobody has it all figured out to sit there and say like, well, this is exactly how you should do it. Now, I'm not Jordan fucking Peterson. You know, I'm not a psychologist. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, how, how do you, can you literally change somebody in terms of who they are? I don't know if that's possible. It has to come from that. That's like me. That's like my parents coming to me saying, dude, we want you to quit drugs. We want you to mm -hmm. quit drugs. We want you to quit drugs. And I said, yeah, I do. I do too. I do too. I lied and lied and lied you know, to show face right there. And I kind of did. Like, I was kind of sick of the lifestyle, but, like, ain't nobody going to say or Dude. do something for you that's going to make you want to do something until you come to that realization yourself. Like, I had to hit a low place personally and ask myself the right questions. Am I on the path that I really want to be on? And that's what created change. So I guess the, probably the best way to do it is figure out how to ask the right questions. I don't know. Um like, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. So, so for you to get so clean, was there, was there a, a specific moment in time? There was for me. It was a absolute, when my little girl, and I'm stoned out of my mind in the front seat, and she asked my wife, it, are all those pills, what are they? And are they really going to kill dad? And, and she was 12 at the time. She's 23 now. That moment in time. When, and I'd been told, you got to quit, you're an addict, you're not allowed in the house, you know. And it wasn't until my little girl said that. So, I mean, that, I would say that changed me. 
So can you change somebody? I think it, it takes an emotional event to change somebody. Yeah. There has to be some sort of moment in time where you can't tolerate where you're at anymore. And that was your moment. And yeah, it was the influence of your daughter, you know, but you had been steadily going down this path for so long. And it was like hearing that yeah. is this moment of like, I have to change. There's really only two things that will produce a change in somebody. And it is getting to a point that you literally cannot tolerate it anymore. The bottom of the barrel, so to speak, or you literally have a desire so much bigger than yourself. You're willing to do the, whatever the work and sacrifice, whatever it is to get there. Right. And those are really the only two things that really produce change in people is like, you've created such a desire to ha create you know, and, and really sacrifice for it, or you've literally gone down a path to where you literally cannot tolerate where you're at anymore, you know? And so those are there. I heard that from somebody. I can't even say who it was. I can't source it, but those are, that really stuck out to me and resonated with me. Cause I was just like, man, that's true. Cause everything that I have created was from one of those places. It was like, man, I just want that so bad for myself or, you know, like I'm willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to get there. Or I cannot take myself anymore. I need to make a change. Mm. See, so for any addict listening right now, it's better on the other side. Like it, it's tougher at first, mm. but life is clearer. It's like literally images are crisper. Yeah. Um, your thoughts are more or they, they come quicker, you, yeah. you know? So if you're struggling with addiction and which we all, I mean, Trev talked a little bit about good addictions, the, you know, on, on one of those episodes. Uh -huh. And it, it's, I, I was growing up and there was a girl that was addicted to water. Could you not? But it was bad because if she didn't have a bottle of water with her, she, she couldn't function yeah. in her purse. She needed to have, so it was like a, like a security blanket for her. So I think, you know, anybody dealing with any type of addiction, these, these phones for kids or heroin, for, for people yeah. like me food food you know just man there's so much like wow you know it, it's easy to say that i'm not an addict like even with the alcohol thing bro it's like i didn't drink every day i didn't wake up needing it you know it wasn't like you know robbing liquor stores you know i wasn't right. you know i wasn't like this full-blown addict over alcohol but i did know that over the course of time, like it was a problem in my life. Right. Um, but then even like with food, I know that is a weakness of mine, you know, I'm still working on that. Right. I'm constantly like, you know, like doing the whole guilt, shame thing, back and forth thing. So it's like an ultimate commitment needs to be made there, you know? So, um, so yeah, dude, people all struggle with some form of addiction, I think, you know, but like, you know, when you think addict, you think, you know, like, no PC, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even try, Trev's just going to call it like it yeah. is. Straight yeah. junkie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I want to bring something up just real quick um, because you, you, you said something like, hey, you know, when I go on hunting trips, I usually drink or when I go to Mexico as a margarita yeah, or whatever. To it. Yeah, 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 right. And so what, what it is is it's these environments – that you, that you go into that um, you say, this is who I am when I go into these environment. And, and, and you got to the point where it's just like, no, this is who I want to be. And this is how I feel best in my body and mind. And it doesn't matter the environments that I go into or where I'm at, I'm still going to be this type of an individual. Yeah. And how many times do people, you know, go into an environment and they, as a chameleon change who they are as an individual to, and, and the environment controls who they are, not them, right? Like when you go to Vegas and you decide to, like you're not normally a partier, but you go to Vegas and you go to strip clubs and you go partying and you go gambling, but that's just not normally who you are. Is that, you know, the environment controlling you or are you, is that just who you are, Damn right? right? Yeah. You know, so like we go into these environments and, and it's, it's super important to understand you know, like the saying, the top five people you hang out with or whatever is who you become. That's no different than all that is, is just an environment that you're putting yourself in around people. But wow. there's also environments that aren't human beings like Mexico, Cancun with a margarita. That that That's an environment. It doesn't necessarily mean it's around a certain amount of people. But like I, people shape shift depending on where they're at versus saying, 
this is who I, I am as a person. I wake up at 6 a.m. Then I, you know, take a piss. Right, right. Uh, you know, um, do my gratitude. And then I move my body and I hydrate. And it doesn't matter where they're at. Like whether they're in Cancun or whether they're in Vegas, they're still getting up at a certain time and executing based upon their identity and who they are versus letting that environment dictate who they become. And that's really what's happening is he's just saying, eh, no, this is who I am. This is yep. how I operate. It doesn't matter whether it's hunting. It doesn't matter whether huh. it's Mexico. I'm Kel, and this is the Kel that's showing up anywhere, so, right? So, Kel, in those first experiences, going to Mexico for your first time not yep. drinking and going hunting first time not drinking, was, was it more difficult than when you were just – grinding here at work and every day so now you're in mexico you know there's like those weird little things like you just feel like everyone's standing around the campfire having a beer you gotta have something in your hand too so you know i had some diet cokes but you know what i just really admire myself more when i am learning to have fun without it you know what I mean? So it's like for so long, you know, business networking and at the bar after an event or some speakers or whatever, it's like, you know, you just, you want to loosen up and you want to have a drink and, you know, so that you can flow better. Dude, that shit's the devil, bro. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't need that stuff to actually just have fun and be who you are. Right. And so I admire myself more for like having fun without it because that's who I want to be. And when I do have fun without it, I admire myself, you know, I'm proud of myself. And so really it wasn't that hard because it was like after day one, everyone's drinking around the campfire. I had some diet Cokes. I still said some funny shit. We all shared some funny jokes. We all had fun. We had a great day out hunting and then we went to bed. And when I woke up in the morning, I was like confirmation. I can have fun without it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. need the devil to, to like, you know, sell me some bullshit that like, oh, but you're going to speak so much better if you just loosen up a little bit and have a few shots of whiskey. Right. Got you. You know got what I'm you. saying? So, you know, Trev brings up taking a piss, you know, we, it, <clears throat> so I'm dealing with my, dealing with, with some youth. Yeah. And they just want, I love that you love to pour into the youth. Dude, too, dude. I, I love that. That's my you. jam, man. Yeah. That is my jam. I don't know why, but I've got that gift with youth and, and we connect and we have a good time. I talked yeah. to somebody today at the gym. And I said, <clears throat> you were going to come in for a podcast. And he said, uh, Maddie B saved me. No way. Yeah. Braden Oaks. Mm. Oh, bro. He said, dude, I, he came and spoke. And I was like, Braden's you know, making a lot. Yeah. He's like, dude, I love Maddie B. He's like, dude, I was in a bad place. Yeah. And when we were young, he came and spoke. And he spoke to me. And it changed me forever. Yeah, you don't, you don't, that, 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 that humbles me, man. I, I tell so, you. So when you, when you say you like to speak to youth and you're like, yeah, I do. It's just weird that I saw him at the gym today. Interesting. And, uh, you know, he said something about a podcast. I said, yeah, me and Kel got one today. A guy named Maddie B here. And he's like, oh, I love Maddie B. He saved me, you know, or whatever. So kind of comes full circle, I guess, right yeah, here. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think we're all, cool. we're all in this damn, in this earthly existence together. You know, yeah. and, and I, I really think that uh, we can make this place better. I do. Yeah. At one person at a time. And thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And, and Braden, I love you, bro. I love you. So, uh, you know, dealing deal with these kids, they want, they want, they see what these other kids have, like these YouTubers and stuff. They don't yeah. know these people, yeah. but they're, they're have the Ferraris and they have the bling and all this other. And I, I'm thinking, how do I get through to these kids? How do I how do I break it down on a level that they'll understand? So I ask the question: What's the first thing you do in the morning? And well, I, I take a piss. All right, cool. So as you walk into your bathroom, is it orderly? Is it clean? Is there towels on the floor? Is there toothpaste and everything everywhere? Or or is your is your shit taken care of? Is it good? You were describing my bathroom just for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> the orderly one, though, right? No, the toothpaste, <laughs> the, you know, I'm just kidding. So you're coming in there, and, and then I ask, you know, as you go into the toilet room, is it a shit show? Like, uh, literally a shit you show? You have been, bro. Right, right? Yeah. And uh, they're like, okay, okay, how's my bathroom, whatever, but where's he going with this? And if you go over to somebody's house, if I go to, go to Kell's or, or, or your house and ask to use the bathroom, you're like, yeah, it's right down the hallway on the left. You're, you're telling me the one that the public, you know, the public uses. You don't know me, though. Yeah, hey, come and use the bathroom. But I turn right instead of left and start heading towards your master suite. 
you're probably going to stop me. And the reason why you're going to stop me, because it's none of my goddamn business what's in the, in your master bedroom. So if you if your life is, if your, if your bathroom's not in order, mm-hmm. are you going to go over and clean up somebody else's shit? And the answer is no. Right? So because it does, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. So do your own grind somehow get past the, Hey, I want to be like Mr. Beast, you know, that's, that's, yeah. You don't or, know what or the what's like. inside guy, right? The, <laughs> yeah. the end. Dan. Yeah. We still need to get him on the podcast. No, I said no. something to him about that. You need he to get, I need to get Sean Bradley over here yeah. for you guys. Yeah. yeah we'd love and maybe the four of us, he may, may, may feel more comfortable that way. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. But dude, help me bring this whole point full circle. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, you're, you're on one hand, you're saying like, Hey, you know, like, you know, what does your bathroom look like? Right. Like what, what are, what, bring the whole point full circle. Right. Because I'm a little bit behind on it. Maybe I'm just slow, but, yeah. but like these kids are watching YouTubers in my mind, I'm kind of like, well, okay. Yeah. I get the, 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 like, we don't know. We don't want to know what's really going on right. behind the scenes. Right. It's none of, it's none of our business. Right. But what would you say to these kids that are, that are, looking to thrive. They want those things. They want the fly, the fly life or the, you know, they want the nice things. Right. Cause I have the same talk with my kids, man. I'm like, that's not real. Hmm. Okay. Like you're seeing what they show you, even if they own that Lamborghini and even it, or whether they rent it or own it or whatever it is for this YouTube, like you don't have a Lamborghini and you're not going to get a Lamborghini by watching someone else flash their Lamborghini. You're going to get a Lamborghini by executing your own plan to get a Lamborghini. So if you want that to be your reality, you're not going to get it by watching someone else's reality. So it's not real. Right. And so I have that talk with my kids. Like, Hey, it's not real. Like it's not real for you. That's cool that they're showing you this life and it's entertaining. And I'm not saying you don't shouldn't watch YouTube a little bit and be entertained, but you, you're admiring things that you're not going to get by just watching on the sidelines. Right. And so, but what is your whole bring, bring me your whole point. Yeah. So I mean, it, it basically keeping up with the Joneses, you yeah. know, and, and the facade, the Joneses are really putting on yeah. is a bit behind in the, in the master bathroom. There it is a shit show, even though the, the main bathroom, yeah. Hey, it's dialed in. Look yeah. at all the, Hey, we've got, they've got water. Hey, dad, they got bottled water in their bathroom. You know, they got chilled and they've got a bidet and Trev, Trev likes the bidet. That might be the what's inside guy. Yeah, it might be Dan's bathroom that you visited before, but yeah. no bidets or waters unless it's coming out of the faucet and my shit. Yeah, know. So, so the, maybe one day. Yeah. So how do you, how, I'm, I'm just trying to get, get across to these kids yeah. that what you see is, and I never even thought People about People are directing you to the guest bath because yeah, they keep that clean because they care what everyone thinks about that one. Right. But they're not letting you go into your your hidden stuff that's none of your business. It might be a shit show, right? Yeah. Right. And the at the end of the day, and the towels you, and the turds. Yeah. Are, are you going to Yeah. At the end of the day, are you going to go into somebody else's shit show and, and start cleaning up their bathroom? Hell no, you're not going to do that. Yeah. Cause it's none of your damn business. Yeah. It's none of your business was going, take care of your own shit. Get it, get a goal, get it. And, and let's go. Yeah. You know? It's not your job to clean up other people's shit shows. Right. If it's your mission to inspire people, you still, you can't clean people up that don't want to be cleaned up, right? You can't change people that want to be changed. You know, if your mission's to inspire people, that's all you can do is inspire people. And then it's up to them to actually make the changes, right? Well, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade here, you know, since I like doing that. Um, What do kids mostly care about at a young age? What do we, what did we all care about at a young age? What everybody thinks, like being yeah. cool, being, being popular, cool. fitting in, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's all we mm-hmm. wanted as a as a kid. Like, you know, we wanted the nice shoes because it would help us fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want pay pay less shoes because it, I I didn't feel like I would be as a part of the in crowd because I didn't have the Nikes, right, or whatever it is. So really, what it comes down to is their own personal bias. They're watching somebody on YouTube with a Lamborghini. They think it's cool, so by default, mm. if they have it, what is it going to make other people think about them? Because they're biased as I think that that's cool. So if I had that, you know, then everyone's going to think I'm cool, right? It all comes down and trickles down to uh, what other people think about you, right? Like that's what they're worried about at a very, very young age. And that's what a lot of people are worried about. We all still worry about it to some extent, right? Like sure. we want people to like us. Um, 
And so it, it, that, that's why they want those things. It's not necessarily a Lamborghini. It's what other people will think about them because they have a Lamborghini because they thought that person was cool because they had the Lamborghini. And they're right? compromising their you own know. happiness yes. because yes. they can't even afford the damn Lamborghini, yeah. but it looks cool. So they're getting the social, yeah. hey, yeah. this guy's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But on the inside, they're, they're dying, man. Yeah. Like this thing's going to come get repoed. Who knows? Well, it, dude, it's... It's a a sad world to a certain extent, but that's why I also think it's a lot easier to separate yourself uh, at this point in time more than ever if you, one, play the long game, two, don't care as Mm -hmm. much about what other people think, um, and you you stay out of what other people have. You don't worry about what they have or... Take care of your own shit. Again, we just talked about, like, everybody's running their own race. Like, is your race the reason why you want to grind because you want the Lamborghini because of you know, the opinions of other people, or we have a good friend, Burton, um, that him and his brother, his brother's passed away, they shared a love for Lamborghini. So he ended up getting a Lamborghini and that has more of a meaning behind it than just like, Hey, other people think I'm cool now, you know, uh, lack of self-esteem, I guess is why maybe some people have it, but that's, it has more meaning to him than it does. But like literally, I think it's just important for everybody to identify really why you're playing the game and what you're doing all this for, uh, because I think that we all get lost in you know business or life trying to make money for the purpose of buying something to make us look cooler uh, to other people, and that's like a, a a huge problem that gets a lot of people into debt, and you know ultimately makes you just more unhappy because now you're just, you got the thing that you were hoping that would make this thing happen. Now you're in more debt because of it, which is creating more stress, which makes you have to work more. You know, it's just this perpetuating problem. You know, when you really, if you're coming into the business game and you say, I just want real true financial freedom and I want to own my shit. I want to build a, a financial moat around my life. Like, then cool. Does that involve a Lamborghini on the way of do, uh, on the way of creating that financial security? Probably not. Maybe it involves driving a five thousand dollar piece of shit for ten years when you could afford a Lamborghini, and now you built a moat around your life. And then because you're so financially secure, you're good. Now you go get the Lamborghini, but you've already built the life. Uh, that you wanted, why the whole reason why you started, right? Okay. Like, so make sure that that's first things first. Then cool, like go have some fun and do some cool shit or whatever, right? Like along the way, but um, you know, just don't get lost in the worldly things if that's not necessarily why you're playing the game. Maybe Burton started playing the game because he was going to make that dream come true for him and his brother to get the Lamborghini, and that's. Yeah. That that was his race. He that's the race he ran, and he accomplished that, right? So just determine what race you're running. So so for all the businesses that you guys that are watching this podcast and and these business owners, I I would say a majority of them have kids. Yeah, and that's where my jam's at, right? Yeah. Kids. Yeah. And so what do you how it, it, they the, the kids are hearing it from mom and dad? Yeah. Like, hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. Say it differently. Say something right now to your to your business owners that you're to your your following that that they're struggling with their kids. Their kids won't listen, and something that they the mom and dad can say, "Hey, just listen to this." Yeah. What, and I know that's a lot of pressure, right? But what do you say when mom and dad have said it over and over and over again? Now all of a sudden coach says it and your kid comes home and he's like, hey, I got to do this. I've like, been saying that for years, bro. Yeah. So for all of your, all of your businesses, let's take it down to Maddie Blanche's level and let's just start dealing with some kids. What you've been asked what to say the same thing in a different way that mom and dad have always been saying. And they're going to take this snippet and say, watch this. Yeah. What do you say? I would tell my kids that, like, so my daughter, two things happened this morning, okay? First of all, I looked at her and her friends came over last night, and they wanted to sit in the hot tub, okay? And uh, I got up this morning assuming that 
the hot tub cover would still be undone and there would be a mess out there, but it wasn't. Okay. She cleaned up after herself. Right. So a lot of times as parents, like we sit there, we tell them what they're doing wrong all the time, but we Mm. don't acknowledge what they're doing. Right. Right. And so I went out of my way to go up. I got her up this morning and I said, Hey, I was so excited to look out of the backyard today and see that you cleaned up after yourself. And I didn't say you don't usually do it and all this stuff. I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciated that. That was awesome. Right. Then she texted me this morning and as I'm on my way to work and she said, dad, remember that test you were trying to help me with the other night and we got a 40% on it. I was like, yeah, I mean, it was science, dude. It's like about like how <laughs> mountains are created and fault lines and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm even asking Siri and we're getting shit wrong. Right. So, um, anyway, she redid the test and she got 90%. And, uh, so without your help, she, she yeah. increased it by 50. So I, so, so I Kel responded was bringing to down her, her score. No, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. Like we were both lost on it. <laughs> so I'll bring up the text and she said, she sent me a picture of it. 90%. Nice. Right? So this is the test me and you and grandma were, weren't doing very good on. Ha ha ha. I said, look at you. Sometimes it takes a few tries to figure things out. In fact, most of the time it's that way. You go girl. You should feel proud of yourself. Right. And so what I would say to kids is like, be proud of yourself, man. Wow. Like, you know, like take the acknowledgement, you know, like, you know, just be proud of who you are. Like, you don't have to get it right all the time. Sometimes you got to try shit over and over and over again before you actually get it right. But when you do get it right, you should be proud of yourself and you should be proud of yourself for not giving up on it. And you should be proud of yourself for finally getting a higher score on it. And it's like, Man, I just tell the parents, like, try and acknowledge the good stuff. You know, like, yeah, we got to discipline our kids and we got to let them know when they're when they're messing up. But that's pretty, it's pretty hard to hear all the freaking time if you're not, like, investing into, like, just acknowledging when they, when they freaking, they crush it, right? right and right. so, um, so, but with the kids, man, I would just tell them, like, dude, we're all on our own journey, man, and you should be proud of yourself for the things that you're doing. Right. You know, and so I don't know, man, like I'm still figuring it out too, dude. You know, like I see a lot of, a lot of areas where I could be better with my kids and I could lead better in my home. And, um, I'm constantly, you know, working on that, but, uh, but man, people need to hear when they, when they, you know, are, they should be proud of themselves. And, you know, like we got to all leave people better off like society, right. you know, I'm not to go on a huge long rant here, but society trains us to be humble in such a not great way. Right. Like, you know, if I look at Maddie and you're just crushing it at life. And I tell you like, Hey bro, like, ah, you know, it just seems like you're killing it, dude. Like things just seem to work out for you. Everything you touch turns to gold. Our natural response, because society has trained us to, is to be like, well, you know, um, dude, yeah, I mean, thanks, man. Like, I, I don't know. You don't see all the failures too, bro. It ain't always this glamorous, right, right? right? Right, but like that opportunity that you had to actually leave someone better off and truly inspire them didn't happen through your humbleness, right? right. In fact, you left them worse off because they're like, oh, wow, that didn't sound very great, you know? You know, but like we, we're all just trained to be these like humble beings and, and it's like, honestly, dude, if you would have been like, dude, thanks, man. Yeah, I really, I am the kind of person, shit just works out for me. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. That person might be like, well, that was weird, but he's going to walk off and be like, little bit more inspired you somehow gave that person permission to start owning that shit works out for you too right and so i just think that like our messaging needs to change and especially with the youth going back to your initial question is like dude start giving them permission to just own that shit works out shit works out for you you know be proud of yourself like, don't listen to all the bullshit of society that is programming you to think you've got to be humble. You've got to, you know, dumb yourself down. You've got to like, you know, you've got to just hear the criticism all the time instead of the good shit. Right. And so that's all my messages that I would give, dude, is because wow. that's just stuff that's been top of mind for me lately. Is wow. I just want to inspire people to just own the fact that shit works out for you and that. You know, we should all try and leave each other a little better off than we found ourselves. And we're not leaving people better off than we found them if we're just literally just taking the humble road and being like, no man, my shit, my road's been shitty. You see all this great stuff, but you don't see what I've gone through to get it. And there is importance to that at a certain level, but it's like, you know what? We can also just own the fact that like, yeah, man, shit works out for me. Hell I do yeah. the work, you know? So anyway, that's kind of my message Hell to yeah. the youth. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Hell yeah. I'm listen, you, you've, 
you both changed my life. And I want go ahead. I want to hear you your response first. <laughs> I took like 15 minutes. On it's that. all good, bro. I do that <laughs> all the time. That's the thing. I was like, damn, he and spitting. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, brother. I concur. It's fucking good, <laughs> man. That's fucking um, good. You know, uh, the the only thing that I would add to that, um, because it was very well said, um, is like again, let's put let's put ourselves in the shoes of a kid. And you said something like, "Well, I've said that." You know, why did why why did when the coach said it, all of a sudden that now they want to do it? Yeah. Are you somebody that your kids fucking look up to? Mm. Wow, like that's the real question, right? Like when they actually look up to you and idolize you and respect you in that manner, like what you say is gold. It, it goes a little bit deeper. Right. And so like when we, when we are coached by somebody, guess what we feel as, as kids, we idolize the coach. They know everything. You put them up on a pedestal. You again don't get to see their master bathroom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or right, whatever. Right, however, right. you want to put it, right? You don't get to see what's behind the scenes. But if if we put ourselves in the shoes of being a kid again, anybody that we idolized, we would do anything for, right? And so I just think you know, if you if we are beating up our kids all the time or whatever, as Kel alluded to, you know, they're probably not going to idolize you. But like, are you taking them with you on this journey of life, right? Like when I go on my runs and walks or whatever, my kids, you know, we go on bike rides and we do a lot of different stuff together. Um, you know, I was sitting uh, uh, the other night, two nights ago, you know, sat in the chair to open my book and my two-year-old went and grabbed a book and sat on the uh, couch next to me. She says, I'm reading a book like you, dad. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, you're only an example if they actually look up to you and idolize you. And the only way that that happens is if you're operating at a very high level as a human being and living an example life by showing them what a good human being is or a productive human being looks like. And then at that point, they're like, when you speak, it has merit, mm -hmm. right? But like if they're probably not going to idolize you if all you're doing is beating them down, beating them down, beating mm -hmm. them down, beating them down. What you say is whatever, because if you're telling them and trying to teach them a lesson at that point to them, they're going to chalk it up as you probably beating them down again. Right. And so it's just like, my, my thing is, is nothing that you say will mean anything. Like you, we can strategize this, that, the other, but it really comes back to, you know, do they really look up to you as a human being and hmm. want to be like you so that your words actually have merit, yeah. you know? The thought that comes to mind is, you know, I've, and I've, I'm guilty of this. You can be anything you want to be. You can be anything you want to be. You can be anything you want to be. Anything's possible. Go get it. Go get it. Yeah. And then it comes to time in your kid's life where they look at you and they say, well, then what the fuck happened to you? Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. Right. Why, why do you yeah. hate going to work? Why do you hate? All that, you know, all, you've told me I can be anything I want to be. Yeah. So what happened, Dad? Yeah. And, and I'm going to toot my own horn for a minute. So, you know, two-time paralyzed, walked, totally was impossible. And I'm going to walk again. So I would, anything's possible. And my kids, they fucking see it. Yep. They, 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 I'm not talking Bingo. about it. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to therapy every mm -hmm. day. I'm yeah. going to the gym every day. I'm putting in my body things, you know? So, yeah, if you're going to say it, you better live it, right? Yeah, because yeah. you can say a lot of right things, man. You know, I'm guilty of that too. Just like you said, you know? So I tell my kids these great things, you know? But if you're not living it, they don't, it doesn't matter if they don't see it, right? So, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta lead by example. But at, like Trev says, man, like you got to, um, you got to pour into them, dude. You know, you got to, you got to do the work. You, they got to see you doing it. You know, you got to pour into them. And then the, what, the things that you do say, they'll actually listen to you instead of your buddy, you know, or right. your, their friend's dad or their friend's mom and all that stuff. Man. Not even, so. it's, there's a portion of listening, but there's also a portion of them just um, watching and doing. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't tell my kid to run seven miles on a seventh birthday. He just watched me do it and came up with the idea himself uh -huh. because we all are a what? A product of our environment. So the question is, is what environment are you creating for your children? 
what product are you really creating, right? And so you you have to control the environment that they're in, right? And the environment they're in is around you. So you are by default their environment. So your actions and habits are their environment. If you smoke cigarettes, you know, likelihood your kids are probably going to wake or uh, uh, grow up and smoke cigarettes, right? If you drink, your kids are going to probably grow up and drink. High likelihood, not saying everybody, you know, high likelihood, right? Um, so it just is what it is. Like, you know, athletes, you know, have kids that sometimes, you know, grow up and become athletes. Look at LeBron James' right. kids. Like, they're now great basketball player. Why? Because the environment that they've been in their entire life has all been about basketball. But if it was all about water fucking polo, they'd probably be great water right. polo players. Right. You know, I don't right. know. Ballerinas or whatever, the, whatever the environment is. Right. And so you are the environment that your kids are in and what you say has, does have merit, but what you do has way more merit because they'll, they'll, they'll copy you more than they're going to listen to you. Mm. Yeah. Well, I want the two of you to know that uh, you've poured into me. You continually pour into me. You, you, uh, when I text, you respond. When I call, you pick up. Okay, I, you've changed. You've changed me. You, you've impacted me in a, in a way that uh, I just hope that I, I one day can can repay. And moving forward, um, I just look forward to our relationships and keep growing. But seriously, you guys have changed my life. And for your listeners, it, you're grinding for your family, I would think. Yeah. You know, that, that, that'd be probably the number one thing. So what kind of example are you setting for your kids? Yeah. Uh, so that's what, I, that's what I took away today. You know, you don't owe us nothing, brother. I mean, you already repay it, man. You come pour into our people here. You know, you've poured into us as well. I mean, look at what Trev mm -hmm. told you after our last, you know, when you came and spoke to our group. Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, you're who I think about when I'm out there like, pushing yeah. myself because yeah. he sees yeah. you pushing yourself yeah. you know what i mean like dude you 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 you've done we're just having a reciprocal relationship brother like yeah. you pour into us we do what we can to pour into you nobody owes nothing to anybody brother it ain't a one-way street homie dude, you're it's a two-way you're a fine example dude seriously yeah. you really are. well i would say you know um we did bring maddie in a week or two ago to come speak to our yeah. company you know if any of you guys are out there looking for somebody to come pour into your company that's been through adversity, uh, been through many trials and tribulations. Like here, here's the deal. Every one of your employees are going through adversity, trials and tribulations that you know nothing about. They have their own master bedroom, right? Where they're shit that, uh, <laughs> yes, <yep. laughs> you know, they're <laughs> shit that you don't know about, right? You're getting to see the public bathroom yeah, when they right. show up to the work, <laughs> you know, yeah. type of situation. And so, um, again, we talked about you are the environment for your family and da, 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 da. But like what environment are you creating in your organization or at your office that uh, allows them to utilize it almost as an escape from the world? They look forward to going to work because of the environment that you create there and the people that you surround them with and the people that you bring in to come speak to the organization or your core values within the organization. Right. And so, you know, we, 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 we invest heavily in that, you know, the, you know, you, you've seen the walls yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that wasn't cheap. You're on point. Um, you guys are on point. You know, man. Like yesterday we were out handing hoodies to every single one of the employees, our new hoodies that we got printed up. Like, you know, the break room's fully stocked. We've got the country club membership. We have Maddie B come in and speak like, we really try to pour into the people that we have in the organization and, you know, short term, you know, you, you probably won't see an ROI, but are you playing the long-term game? Or are you playing a short-term game? You know, your CFO might not think it's a good idea short-term because in 90 days, that quarter's numbers, you know, might not reflect that you have a country club membership or the stock break room, or you bring in, you know, a guy like Matty B or put the walls up or whatever it is. Right. Um, but it's time to start playing a long-term game and really investing into people and creating environments that yeah. it's a safe haven outside of the bullshit yeah. that's going on Amen. in their in their real lives, um, at home, the struggles that they have with their spouses, their mental health struggles, or you know whatever it is, maybe substance struggles. But bringing in a guy like Matty B to pour into an organization that's been paralyzed, 
uh, got to the point where he was walking again, then got hit by a drunk driver going 110 miles an hour head on to then be paralyzed again. Like this is somebody that understands trials and adversity and he's going to walk again, right? Like there's some molehill that somebody that in your organization think is going to take them out or whatever it is. And so like you coming in and pouring into our people, you know, I know it was a different vibe, you know, that day and that week that, that you came and even, you know, when people saw you, they're like, oh, man, oh, yeah. you know, I love that guy. He's cool, you know. Um, and it's not ju- just you as a person. It's also the message that you bring and the energy and the the frequency and vibration that you brought into the organization. It was just a, a, a cool added layer to all the things that we try to do here. Yeah. Um, so if you're ever looking for yeah. so, to invest into your people, um, bring outsiders in to come speak to those people like we've started doing and, you know, Cut the big checks over here to Maddie. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. 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 You'll get get more out of all your sales departments, your fulfillment departments, your admin departments. It doesn't matter. Like, you'll get more out of them from from just your story, brother. And, like, we saw that, like, already from people. They all loved your talk. So, yeah, they should should connect with you. And if people haven't listened to our first episode with you, tell them how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. uh, Best way to get it is through Instagram right now. Uh, My website's being developed. But it's Matty Blanche three M A T T Y B L A N C H and the number three um, on IG Facebook. I have a, a a page. It's today's first step, and then also Matt Blanchard. Just so one hundred percent inspirational. They're both both my all my social media. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Get a hold of me that way. My, yeah, we're we're his agent, so you could also reach out to us. Or get with Trevor <laughs> and, and <laughs> Kale, yeah. This is our new business, Kale. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, we're expanding into an agency. I, I, um, <laughs> you know, we're not the cheapest. I wouldn't so, put it congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. you're our first, first client. client. Yeah. Hey, welcome <laughs> aboard. Welcome aboard. Uh, you uh, just shook on a 50-50 deal. I, any, any, you know, we'll book it. You know, you go out there I'll and make it happen. Pretty, man. You know, we'll take style. this. Yeah, yeah. 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 You work for us now. 10%, yeah, yeah, 20%. Yeah, yeah. I was watching the- You'll get the, what you get. I was watching this new show because, like, I had to watch it. Sylvester Stallone. He yeah. came out with a series called Tulsa King, yep. where oh, he's yeah. this mob dude who gives away for 25 years. Have you seen the ads? Yeah, I've seen the ads. So I'm like, dude, he looks so good. He's 76 years old. He's amazing. I'm like, I got to watch this show. So I'm watching it, and it's it's like that. He goes into Tulsa, and he's like, you work for me now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm taking a cut. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's just starting to build his clan in Tulsa <laughs> from New York to Tulsa. And I'm like, this is uh, the We have a recorded that we it. just shook yeah, on. Yeah, we should. Right? Yeah, we you know, we, like, like, listen, I, it, was a, it was a verbal yeah. agreement and with, a, with a video handshake. There bro. we go. And, so, and, and now we're going to uh, take yeah. that to the, the highest, okay? We're, I'm yeah. gonna, that's my, that's my. Yeah. So, for real, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks, bro. Uh, for the second time. It was just a just you know I don't I didn't think it'd get better but it always gets better with Maddie yeah, B. Of so, course, bro. Um, That's a great message yeah, too, man. Yeah, like, I think so. There's yeah. a lot of shit people don't see, so we got to quite admiring the the fake stuff, and we just really need to like focus on ourselves and do yeah. what we need to do and live our mission and our purpose, and Amen. you know. And you should start with having your master bathroom clean. clean. Hell tidy. yes, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I'll let my take care of your shit. I'll uh, get on that when I get home. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case Maddie B wants to Just come over and take shit. You know I'm going master. master. You, you know, know I'm going to the master. You never know. Anyways, this episode was brought to you by Easier Accounting. Make sure you guys hit us up if you have any accounting needs. Um, other than that, rate and review our shit. You know, like, <laughs> take, like, yeah. share, eat, listen. Like, yeah, all that. They, like, share, comment. You got, yep, do it all. Do seriously. it all. I mean, Just do seriously, it. It, what does it take to like, share, comment, follow? That, come on. We people. can put a tutorial together so we can show them what it there takes. There you go. Some people may need you that. Know, hey. Let us know. Send a DM if you want to, you know, have us direct you on how to do it. And go we'll follow me on social media. Yeah, and go follow <laughs> Matty B. <laughs> do it. Yeah, thanks, go guys. Follow our brother. Yep, appreciate you. Thank Take you. care.